0: Welcome to Bench Reactions, an NBA podcast brought to you by talking about your kids. I'm your host, Patrick Hervey, and I'm joined today by half of the Goblin Valley Dogs, Jason Lamprecht and Dan Lyons. What's up, boys? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs)
1: Um, How are you you guys doing? We doing okay tonight? Dude, I, I, I learned what my IT band was, so that's good.
2: Yeah, that's really Apparently, exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it was totally serendipitous. <laughs> nice. I left work just in time to get home and and uh, jump on this with you fellas. So I'm a tiny bit punchy, but the, I think the right kind. I love it. I love
0: it. All right, well, on today's episode, we are continuing our way too early preseason prep before we wrap up with Jason's mud pie moment of the week. All right, by this point, I feel like everyone probably knows the drill. We've been doing this for several weeks now. Again, this is the segment where we each week take three teams. We review where they ended last season, what offseason moves they've made so far, realistic expectations for next season. And then since Zach isn't with us today, once again, we're going to get a hot, hot, hot Hervey question instead of a burning, burning question for each team. All right, so today we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. The Houston Rockets and then finally the Phoenix
2: Suns. Here we go. Can I, can I, uh, uh, do a little jump in Jason question, jump in the Ooh, gun Jason yeah, question yeah, yeah. before we start? Before, before,
0: yeah, let's do it. Yeah, is it about Austin Reeves. Okay,
2: not- <laughs> there are no questions about Austin Reeves, he has answered all of the questions. Oh, okay, um, all right. Anyway, um, I, I have a trivia question only two teams. To my knowledge, or two players on these three teams are playing in the FIBA World Cup, and I'll give you a prize if you can guess either of them. Ready? Go. It's not any of the good mm. players, <laughs> <laughs> or any of the any of the stars. Dylan Brooks. Okay. Yeah, that's... no. Oh, is, is yeah. Dylan playing? Yeah, yeah okay. Play three, Canada. Three, Canada. three. Okay, <laughs> there are okay, three okay. There are. Uh, it's, it's Patty Mills? Three. Patty, Patty Mills. Mills. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's think about Dylan this. Brooks
1: so there's only one the third, more.
2: third yeah third one is a deep cut oh
1: man um eric gordon <laughs> no it's not eric gordon i
0: thought he was on
2: dominican republic yeah. uh, is eric gordon playing for them what oh man i didn't go as deep on this as I thought. <laughs> yeah,
1: clearly like, you didn't do your cool. research oh, utah utah
2: utah oh yeah. Yeah.
1: dan's favorite player yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm so freaking stoked. For Japan.
2: Yep. So, yeah, that, that speaks to these teams are in interesting places. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they're a little top-heavy, I would say. We will, uh, we will get
2: into that here
0: in just a minute. And, Jeez, Jason, if you have any other jumping Jason questions you want to, you know, insert as we go through these, feel
2: free. This is a safe space. Thank you. You know, you can jump in. I through. just thought it was important to bring that up because uh, our, our podcast favorite player on the Atlanta Hawks, uh, publicly, famously, really wanted to play for USA basketball, and was left <laughs> off the team. So. Yeah. Is that your mud pie moment of the week already? Are we jumping into it? <laughs> Absolutely not. I got I got a hot stinky mud pie Ooh, All okay, right. I think steamy, I can smell it already.
0: Steamy. All right, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. They finished last season forty-one and forty-one. They were seventh in the East. They finished seventh on offense, twenty-second on defense. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they actually beat Miami in the first play in game before losing to the Celtics in the first round of the playoffs in six games. Probably a closer series than I think the uh, the Celtics were expecting. Offseason moves, not a ton to go through, but uh, Patty Mills joined via trade with the Thunder. DeJounte Murray agreed to a four year extension. Wesley Matthews agreed to a one year deal, and then they drafted Kobe Bufkin at number 15. Mohamed Guay at number 39, and Seth Lundy at number 46. Those last two guys I have never heard of in my life. Don't remember them being drafted by the Hawks on draft night, but they were drafted by them. Um, All right, gentlemen. How are we feeling about the Hawks?
1: Trey Trey. We can't start with that. Okay? (laughs) Give me your objective takes on the Hawks. We're going to get to Trey eventually. All roads lead to Trey. It's true. It's true. You know, there's a, a to your point about like not a lot happened in, like in the off season. Or I mean, extending uh, Dejante. Van. I'm, I'm going to pr- pronounce his name absolutely right. Is is it Dejante or is it Dejante?
0: It's Dejante.
1: It is Dejante. Yeah, Sans Dejante. J. It's a je. It's a je. It's a French. It's De a je. De a, ju- ju- exactly. Dejante, Dejante, Dejante Moray. <laughs> <laughs> Which nice. is how the French talk about me. Okay, anyway, Dejounte Murray. So I think Dejounte Murray extension is pretty nice for sure. But also, this is a middling team that is continuing that's gonna continue to stay like completely down the middle of the road, right? Where none of their moves in really improved their their defense, and I think that that's where this team needs improvement for sure. Um, Obviously, a good offense, and and for all of the the flaws that I love to to talk about, Trey Young offense is is not. I mean, maybe shot selection and efficiency, but he is he is, he can be the focal point of a the organizing principle of a good offense. And all their all their moves don't really move the needle um, offensively, but it doesn't move the needle defensively either. So this is a mediocre team that's con- that's going to continue to stay mediocre. That's my initial take on this. I did fail to mention,
0: I should have mentioned that Quinn Snyder obviously joined towards the latter end of last season. So I think to your point, Dan, not a ton of change. I think they're they're banking on continuity. The ironic part of that is they finally shipped out John Collins to the Jazz. So (laughs) I don't know what that continuity is going to look like. (laughs) I mean, they've got Trey, right? They've got DeJounte. They've got some young guys, right? I would say some young talent. They've got AJ Griffin. They've got uh Jalen. Why am I why am I blanking on his name? Duke. Duke guy. Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Um yeah.
1: know your enemy. They
0: have Kobe Buffkin, who I think is gonna be basically a backup version of Trey. Six man, potentially. Um so I like I mean, I like their young talent. I am a a huge uh <laughs> of course I'm gonna say I'm a huge fan of him, and I can't remember his name
1: right now. You know, the uh... who's the who's the
0: center, the young center?
2: dude oh, shoot. capella or no, a kongwu a kongwu no, no. Kong Kong
0: Kong Kong yeah capella's yeah. not young come on how old is he? I mean he's not
2: he's, he's only 29 is he 29? 29
1: 29 <laughs> um, <laughs> uh
0: yes yes so i look I, I i like their young talent i wouldn't say that i love their young talent i think that this front office is banking on trey and again i know i just told dan not to talk about trey but i'm gonna talk about trey now
2: um, wow
0: Here, uh, let's just get to my, let's get to my Hot Hervey question right away, all right? We're going to come out, we're going to come out sizzling. And this is, I don't think this is the question you'll be expecting from me. I was not expecting that. (laughs) That (laughs) My my question is, has the world, myself included in that, have we soured on Trey too much? Has the pendulum swung too far in the opposite direction of where it was a few years ago?
2: Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that's unheard of on this podcast. I'm gonna be optimistic about the Hawks and about Trey Young. Yeah, Are you gonna be hawkdomistic. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> sorry. I'll leave look,
2: Bye. look. Uh, under Nate McMillan this season, they had the 15th best offensive rating in the league. Under Quinn Snyder, the last two months, fourth best, and who? Take is the down. focal point who's the f- focal point of that offense? Who does who is the son that this offense uh, revolves around? It's Trey Young. Uh, if you told me that this team, if you without telling me like what happened during the season, right? If you told me that this team was going to get to the playoffs, beat the eventual champ, uh, Eastern Conference champion in a play in game and then lose to the Boston Celtics in six games. I'd be like, "Pretty good season." Right? And that's that's not even not even accounting for the fact that they had a huge scandal early on where the coach and the player fought over the a player being healthy but not playing. Uh that coach being fired uh right before the All-Star break. Them hiring a new coach within a couple days and then the ship, I mean, when you look at the record, the ship didn't get righted that much because the defense stayed bad. It actually got worse under Quinn Snyder, went from 20th to 26th. But this team is very talented, very deep with good players. The, 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 they are very young, and these players have played in a lot of playoff games. Um, these guys went to the Eastern, the, or at least the majority of this core, went to the Eastern Conference Finals, what, three years ago, two years ago? Uh, and they're basically all under 20 except for Boyan. Um, so I'm pretty high on this group. Under I 20 think or if, under 30? Oh, I'm sorry, under 30. Yeah. I was like, dang, <laughs> we, got a, we got a bunch of high school guys out here. They're all in their 20s. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, except, except for, and I said Boyan also, that sentence was just a, a mess. Bogdan, except for Bogdan, who is 31. Uh, And so, yeah, I mean, give me a a whole team. Everyone's in their 20s. You could say that most of the core is getting better and some very intriguing young players. Um, A lot of them on very, very uh, semi-team friendly contracts. Um, And you tell me that they have kind of the resume that they have. Playoffs two out of three years. A lot of playoff wins. Uh, I I like it. Uh, And I think they could just keep getting better because – Uh, Quinn has a proven track record, which he probably learned as an assistant coach for the Lakers. Uh, and there it is. I like it. And the I think the East is up for grabs. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Atlanta Hawks were top five at least in the East. Wow, yeah, wow, that's quite a statement. That is quite a statement. They win one
1: playing game, and all of a sudden,
0: (laughs) (laughs) the world gets flipped on its head. Um, I just want to continue to go on the record and say that their their Eastern Conference Finals run was fake. I'm just it's it was fake. Um, the experience still counts though. The experience, the experience still <laughs> counts.
1: No, Here's it's like a thing. daytime Emmy. The pressure was real.
0: <laughs> Here's my thing about the Hawks. Look, and Trey showed up right to his credit. He showed up in the biggest moments. Um, you know, again, I, I know I've said this before, but that included Philly having one of the biggest breakdowns perhaps an nba playoff history. Um
2: he was also good against the Celtics this year in that series. He was, he was quite good. He was good. That's true.
0: That's true. Um my thing is look, I've I've said this before. I do think that we've soured too much on Trey. I I think where I'm coming from with all my Trey skepticism is I just I at my core do not believe that a team can be built completely around Trey Young and compete for a title. And when people bring up, that's why when people bring up the Eastern Conference Finals, as like, well, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm like, okay, come on. Let's, you know, if we want to go back in history and take a look at how that happened, we can. I just, I think that the, the league is better than it was even if a couple of years ago when they made that run. Um, and honestly, I just, I don't know if the Hawks are significantly better than they were back then. I, I think where I maybe have a little bit I, I, so a couple things. First, I would say, I don't know what the Hawks, if the Hawks expectations are, Trey can take us to the promised land. I think they're probably in for disappointment if they're like, hey, we just want to have a fun, competitive team that's going to make the playoffs year after year and at least have a legitimate shot of winning a playoff series, if not a couple, then I think they're in good shape. I think it all depends, in my opinion, on if Quinn can get Trey to buy in to playing off ball they went all in obviously on DeJounte got a four-year extension. If they can get, if he can can convince Trey to play more off ball and to at least put in an ounce of effort on defense. I think that to your point, Jay, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're vying for one of those top six spots. I'd probably put them more towards the, again, the the, the higher side of that, like five, six, probably more in that seven, eight range potentially. But they're going to be a playoff team, I think, one
1: way or another. I think Trey Young is, he's not the top, but he's near the top of my rankings for I'm here for the water slide. To, to Pat's point about <laughs> the slide, <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: You go to Norway and you completely forget everything.
1: All the jokes fly. we they have, actually- all the
2: memories we have. <laughs> they actually call water slides zip lines in Norway. And they call ziplines water slides.
1: Yeah. It's Norwegian. You wouldn't get it. No,
2: I was
0: here
1: earlier. It goes both ways. <laughs> it goes it goes both ways. <laughs> no, I mean to your point about, about like kind of managing expectations. Also, this is something I was thinking about when talking about how the team is really young. Who are the vets on that team? Clint Capella, who's like who was mentored by James Harden, which LOL Um, but that's the, one of the issues about having a young team and a new coach, obviously like Quinn's from what I understand, Quinn is a really, really good X's and O's coach, right? Kind of like Brad Stevens in that sense where they just really understand the game. However, in terms of managing personalities, um, I, I don't know who, like who's got the, I don't know if Quinn has the cachet to manage that. Those he left Utah because he couldn't manage the personalities. of... I mean,
0: he did manage like, Rudy Gobert for several years. I would say successfully. So that's not nothing.
1: Is managed? Is managed the right word? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if
2: managed <laughs> is the right word for. What for... word would you use? <laughs> he was. I mean, are he was, we? He was there. Are we trying to say that like that the Jazz like underachieved with that group? Like, were they – I mean, they were one seed one year. They made multiple semi-deep playoff runs. Like, I, I, would, think, say, I, think I would say – Quinn got no, everything out of them.
1: I, I would disagree with that because two years in a row, they blew 3-1 leads in the playoffs. And so I would call that underachieving. That's so That's Not fair. ideal. I think the year they <laughs> lost to the
0: Clippers when, after Kawhi got hurt was like – yeah, like that was really really bad. I can't think of words yeah. tonight, you guys. I know what word I want to say, I just can't think of what word
1: is, so. <laughs> It was uh, Dan. Continue. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just saying I question right. I'm, I'm you know invoking the Dan Lyons leader of men uh, energy here, but uh, right the the whole issue was that Trey didn't get along with Nate McMillan and didn't buy in, and so like yeah, Quinn is a very smart basketball mind. Like, is he going to convince him to play defense? And is he going to convince him to play off-ball? I mean, my read on on guys like Trey, um, it takes a while for them to want to move off-ball, right? I'm thinking, like, like when, to Jason's point earlier, when you're the sun, and Trey is essentially the sun, the moon, and the stars for that team, right, in terms of ball. I don't know what his what is usage, usage rate is um, off the top of my head. Very but high. obviously, like a, like, a very, very high usage rate. To be like, hey, actually play without the ball in your hands and do things like cut. I think there's actually something, a real, real credit to Steph Curry. Right, right now, a lot of the talk on social media is who's the better point guard, him or Magic Johnson. I think lost in all that. Steph really came into the league as a two, and he and his natural position is playing off ball, and he's someone who does simple things like cutting. Right, it's actually bananas to me that there are lots of players. Right, I'm thinking of like Luca. I'm thinking of, I mean, Russ now is is a bit different, but a lot of these on ball guys are like, no, I'm not going to do something like cut. You know what I mean? Just something very basic to to an offense. And so, like, I just can't imagine. Like, what is Quinn going to say to Trey? Like, you know, well, you know, actually, uh, you could really work on your finishing in the paint if, uh, you know. DeJounte is going to really find you once you work on your backdoor cuts. Here's some tape of Tari Eason for you to watch.
2: Okay. <laughs> back cuts.
0: I here's the thing though, like J- so Jason wasn't the point up.
2: of wasn't the point that Tari Eason didn't do backdoor yes. cuts or that he yeah. no back cut from Tari
0: Eason. Josh Giddy no said back? back cut from Tari and he didn't cut.
1: <laughs> and he, and he didn't we can cut. go
0: we can go look at the film in a minute. Here's the thing, I Jason brought this up earlier and I and yeah. we can move on after this, but Yeah, yeah. Um I think the point of how hard trey has leaned into man i just i really i really wish that i had been invited to play on team usa i wonder if this will have actually an impact on the way that he thinks about his game and the way that he i don't know maybe it creates a little bit more self-awareness for him in terms of hey dude i know you think you're you know the second coming of steph curry and steve nash combined into one player but you may want to just dial it back a little bit and maybe show a a tiny bit of humility and listening to to quinn at the same time, um, and I can't believe I'm going to defend Trey right now, but but I'm going to defend Trey. Like Nate McMillan was not a good coach last season. I, I think that he had success early on with the Hawks, but um, he was he was just not a good coach. So I think that it was obviously part of that was on Trey, but I think also the system that he implemented was just not. It was kind of antiquated and not really, you know, up to 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 snuff with today's game the last point i want to make is i do think it's it's a little interesting that we've been talking for like 15 minutes and we haven't mentioned deandre hunter one time so i'm just gonna throw that out there too as a guy that's making like 30 million dollars a year on this team and with that jason do you have a, one last thought you want to share about deandre i
2: was just gonna say one of a, a legion of young awesome wings on this team uh, that could and if any of them pops, then they their ceiling could go up. But I was I, I just did a little some quick research. Trey's career usage rating, thirty two point six. To put that into perspective, anything over thirty is like insane, and he's been over thirty for like four straight years, and four four out of a or five out of six years he's been in the league. Or no, four out of the five years he's been in the league. So yeah. the 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 criticisms are real. Uh, but I mean, best player on a perennial playoff team. That's, that's something that's pretty good.
0: He also recently said that he and Luca are, are like basically the same player. I don't know if you guys saw that quote, but that was pretty brutal. <laughs> I mean, I only know. one of them made the,
2: only one of them made the playoffs this year. Just so oh. <laughs> I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take that position. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. All right, let's move on to, uh, our collective favorite team. The Houston Rockets. So the Rockets finished last season 22 and 60. That was 14th in the West. They finished 27th on offense and 29th on defense. So pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, They made quite a few offseason moves. Our guy Dylan Brooks agreed to a four-year deal. Got the bag. Jeff Green agreed to a one-year deal. Aaron Holiday agreed to a one-year deal. Jock Landale agreed to a four-year deal. Fred Van Vliet agreed to a three-year deal. They drafted Amen Thompson at number four and Cam Whitmore at number 20. And then lastly, they fired Steven Silas and they brought in Ime Odoka as their head coach going into this next season. Um, I jokingly said this is our collective favorite team. I, I think some of us pro- probably feel more strongly. More 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 stronger, stronger, better, faster. Uh how are we feeling <laughs> about uh, the rock, the Rockets Gosh. of Houston these
2: days, guys? You know, a few weeks ago when I was like, we got to stop using the phrase two years away from being two years away. (laughs) (laughs) The Bruno Caboclo of the NBA. You're a Houston Rockets. (laughs) (laughs) They got a lot of intriguing, very young talent. And that's really all you can say. I'm into Ime Yudoka as the coach of this team to start – kind of chipping away at all the bad habits and the the culture and try to make everyone forget that they're owned by Tillman Fertitta, who uh, famously owns most of the worst restaurant chains in this country. Braver Victor. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if they, if they're going to get something out of this core, I think they've actually made the right choices this off season to do it with Eme bringing in Fred Van Vliet, honestly bringing in Dylan Brooks, like, at least Dylan Brooks is going to play hard, bring a little uh, a little winning attitude to this team to some extent. Um, so I think they've put the pieces in place to see what they have, but what they have is a is a big old question mark. But they have a lot of um, they have a lot of uh, chips on the table that could hit. You know they've uh, uh, Amen Thompson, Jalen Green is still only twenty one years old. Uh, and he's going to be extension eligible after this season, which is That's unfortunate and scary. Um, uh, Jabari Smith, we're still barely scratching the surface, and he was incredible in Summer League. Um, and then the new guy, uh, Cam Whitmore, uh, who is going to have hopefully that list of guys who are picked in front of him uh, playing in his brain constantly. So, I mean, I... I do. I do not think they are going to be a good basketball team this year, but but that's not it's that the, the it's not a failure compared to what their expectations should be. So I'm should they be did.
0: I think is the is the is the key phrase. That uh, uh, not what yeah. their expectations are because I think that they're going. They think they're going to be a winning team. I will say one of the young guys you left off your list. Well, Al, Al- Alpi Shangoon, dude. He's a. Al-P. He very well may end up being one of the, the better young players. I mean, I would say from a productivity standpoint, obviously not on defense, but on offense, he's up near the top right now. Um, there's a lot of development, I think, that will happen with their younger dudes. And that leads me to my hot Herbie question. Okay. Uh, speaking of young guys, I, so I'll keep this easy. This is similar to the question I had when we talked about the, uh, the Pistons. Which of their young guys do you think has the brightest future has the biggest potential to pop on this team i've got Jalen green Alpern shangun amen thompson jabari smith jr and cam whitmore as your options dan i'm going to kick it over to you which of those dudes do you feel like has the uh, the greatest shot to pop
1: the the brightest future Ooh, great question um man i like a lot of those guys i'm gonna have to kill some darlings here um, in terms of the brightest future, I'll cut. So the first one I'll cut is probably, I know we were just, uh, lauding Alpi, but in terms of the brightest future, I think he has potential to be like fun and, and a guy, like a probably a good, like rotation player, but he's not going to be somebody who's going to, who's going to pop in the way of like, you know, vaulting into like a top 20 type of like, c- like player conversation. So I'll cut him. Um. I like. I really like Whitmore. I do think that the questions. It's. It, he's the one who has health health concerns, right? Where like there yeah, was something with his dropped. knee. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so I think that he he is good, but I think that those health concerns are fairly legitimate. So we'll 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 kind of see where that goes. Um. So that leaves Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and and Amen Thompson. Um. Man, I really like Green. I do think he's a little. If, if am, I, am I thinking about the, he, he's kind of short, right? Like short in the NBA sense, right? He's maybe like six two. Am, am, like am I thinking about there six
0: four? I don't think he's short. I don't, but yeah, I don't necessarily think he's super tall. But
1: I also don't yeah. short.
0: let me see. He is just
1: those those a little bit undersized, really athletic guys six, are four. a lot yeah. of fun. Six four, yeah. Okay, yeah. They're a lot of fun, really. Like when they're when they're younger, but they don't really. I feel like their games don't age super well. Um, and so I think he's, he's he's a great player to have, like, right now. But in terms of, like, upside past year five or six, I mean, hey, Jalen, prove me wrong for sure. But, like, I don't know. So that leaves um, Jabari Smith and, and Amin Thompson. And I got to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about Jabari Smith, but I read a whole thing about Amin Thompson and about, like, kind of the work ethic and motor. Um, and that, it, combined with his... He's got incredible athleticism like right now, um, and it kind of it depends on what kind of role he plays on the Rockets, I guess, right? Because I don't really see him as being there like, "Hey, you know we need a we need an incredible score. He's not going to come into his rookie season score twenty five a game or anything like that." But that Swiss Army knife kind of organizing principle, like on offense, hard defense, um you know, playing well. With that said, Jabari Smith could be that 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 big scorer. I don't know. I read the whole thing about Ahmed Thompson, so I'm going to pick Ahmed Thompson. <laughs> Which article did Dan read?
0: He read it about Ahmed yeah. Thompson. That's my answer. Um, exactly. Jay, I want to get your thoughts, and then I'll give my uh, I'll give my take.
2: I'm going with Jabari Smith. I think he I think he's still the prototypical wing uh, for the modern NBA. He can do it all on offense. He has elite, elite uh, kind of size, athleticism uh, potential defensively. Uh, I think he has suffered from playing on an Auburn team in college with a bunch of gunners and then a Houston Rockets team in the NBA with a bunch of gunners. And he's not when you're not a ball handler, you don't get the ball when you're playing with gunners. Uh, I think he showed in summer league what he can do when he actually gets the ball, when he actually gets the opportunity to flex his – muscles a little bit. And if anybody is going to come in and I think start um, suggesting to this team uh, kind of being the angel on their shoulder, whispering the right things in their ear to actually get them to get them the, him the ball, play some team ball, it's the combination of Fred Van Vliet and Ime Idoca. So I think when this team plays the right way, or when his team plays the right way, I think the guy who's going to benefit the most is Jabari Smith.
0: Yeah, I don't think that Ime is an angel on the shoulder. I think he's like uh, in Hercules. I mean, granted, he's a lot taller than uh, Danny DeVito's character. What's, what's the little. Is he supposed <laughs> to be a centaur? What's
1: feel his. It's oh, no, it's like Philatines. Yeah, the no, he's of a. Heroes. He's
2: Oh my oh, gosh! The half it's, it's, not a it's the same thing that James McAvoy seder. was. It's a satyr. Oh, that's right. Sure, a seder. Yeah. yeah. Sure.
0: Um, yeah, where he's just like constantly yelling at Hercules while he's training. I feel like that's gonna be Ime. And then, uh, yeah, Fred. Fred does seem like more of an angel on the shoulder for sure. Um, okay, so Dan with Dan went with Amen Thompson. Jason went with Jabari Smith Jr. This is fun. I'm, I have a different answer than those two. I'm going Jalen Green, which totally contradicts what I said Ooh. probably 12 to 18 months ago because I definitely sent a text <laughs> to you guys saying, I'm out on Jalen Green. Um, <laughs> look, I just think that, and, and, and granted, um, Amen Thompson hasn't played a single game in the NBA yet, and Jabari Smith has played one year to your point, Jay, next to a bunch of gunners and didn't get the ball a lot. So I think those are both fair statements, and both of those guys, I, I'm, I'm high on both of them as well. The reason I'm going Jalen Green is... The dude has absolutely athlete, athlete. Uh, what word am I thinking of? Elite, elite. Elite. Elite athleticism. Athleticism. Yeah. I was going to say, I knew athleticism. Athlete. Elite, elite was the word I was looking for. Um, Were you, he's a Jim I mean, he just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> this dude can jump out of the gym. He's quick. He's twitchy. He has you know, a very high level of NBA athleticism out of, you know, uh, for somebody in his position. The second thing that I would say is he has already shown an ability to be an elite scorer at times. Granted, he was very inconsistent, but there were several games last season and even the season before where he went off. Like his shot-making ability is is up there. And I think that with a coach like Ime and with a, with a Fred Van Vliet in the locker room, kind of implementing those organizing principles um you know having a lot more discipline with the way that they play I think that this is going to be a breakout year for Jalen green potentially um if it's not this year then I may have a different answer 12 months from now than I'm saying right now um but I have high hopes for him I think that he's he's going to be a, a great player in the NBA I'm not sure that I'm ready to say that he'll be a a, a star someday but I definitely think he has that potential. The last thing I would say is they absolutely, one hundred percent, without a doubt, have got to get rid of Kevin Porter Jr. It's just it's time to move on. Yeah. There's no room for him um, on this team from a ball hogginess standpoint. And my last question that that I want to ask you guys is how many shots do you think Dylan Brooks is going to average per game this season?
1: Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, it's I think he be, came here thinking he's going to get, like, a lot of shots.
2: It's going to be... My answer is 10 more than it should be. <laughs> I'm looking at what it was whatever. last year.
0: He took 13.6 shots a game last season. I think he's going to be Which taking... Is 10 right
2: more than he should have taken. <laughs> 100%. So, uh, <laughs> I think he's going to be taking, like,
0: 18, 19 shots a game.
1: Which is, to me, that's... Like, I don't know how Dylan Brooks, like, fits into... It fits, it fits on the Rockets, right? Because... The lineup that should go out is Fred van Vleet, um, Jalen Green, um, Amen Thompson, or Amen Thompson, uh, Javari Smith and a big. Like the, the, especially the middle three right there, those are some crazy, crazy athletes that they have. So you, so you need a point guard and you need a big around those guys. And so how does Dylan Brooks fit into that? And especially how does 20 shots a game Dylan Brooks fit into that? Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I hope he doesn't take away they're... from the development
0: of the younger dude. Sorry, go ahead, Jay.
2: No, I think that I I th- I would hope that Eme might be smart enough to let guys leapfrog him in the rotation as they show stuff. Uh, I'm sure he'll start off as a starter, probably. Um, with that said, uh, Dylan Brooks is going to be the only guy on the t- this team that plays defense, uh, <laughs> like. I think ah, Fred Van would, isn't
0: he's 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 not a bum. he's player. fine
2: he's fine yeah. for his position I guess yeah, but he'll try um, he'll at least try I think this team is I would be surprised be if they were uh, <laughs> above 28th on defense I wouldn't be surprised if they're like top 15 offensively but like if they're not bottom three in defense I'll be shocked yeah how dare you talk about Jock Landale that way so offended. <laughs> dude
1: Good job, Jock, <laughs> for getting a four-year contract.
0: Speaking of Jock, um, Jock. Speaking yeah. of Jock, let's talk about the Phoenix wait. Suns, boys.
1: Hey! Wait, wait, wait. Really quick, really, really quick. I have one, one last party thought for for the, the the Dan Lyons leader of Men Camp. I like that they got Uncle Jeff for for the locker room, and I'm not even joking about that, right? I think Uncle Jeff's a great vet. NBA champion, Uncle Jeff. Yeah, NBA champion, Uncle Jeff, and they got Aaron Holiday. I just, I, I, think, I, think it's important on a really young team that they have, especially someone like Uncle Jeff, who is, who is a professional, by all accounts has a great locker room presence. I think that that was actually a great, great pickup for them and hopefully can, can bring some accountability to those young guys.
2: Jeff Uncle Green, Jeff. one of many Denver Nuggets who could not miss a three against the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bitter party of one. I was just going to say, uh, Jeff Green
0: has somehow been on – 32 teams, even though there's only 30 teams in the NBA. <laughs> Hey-oh! Uh, he was Andy actually probably
2: on the Sonics and the Thunder.
1: So you I mean, might that's have to great. It's a great point, wow, actually. Great point. <laughs> uh, he, he, he might have been on the Bobcats for a second, too.
0: Who can say? Perhaps. Um, Dan, thank you for ruining my perfect segue. Let's go ahead and move into the, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Here we go. All right, let's take a look at last season obviously had a very interesting season after acquiring Kevin Durant partway through the year. They finished last season 45 and 37. That was fourth in the West. They finished 14th on offense, seventh on defense. They beat the Clippers in the first round in five games before losing to the eventual champion Denver nuggets in the second round in six games. All right, buckle up for their off season moves because this is a long, long list here. <clears throat> um, uh, Udoka Azabuki agreed to, two, to a two year deal or a two way deal. Bradley Beal, Jordan Good, goodwin, good And Isaiah Todd joined via a three team trade with the Wizards and Pacers that they also shipped out Chris Paul in. Bull Bull agreed to a one year deal. Dan's maybe favorite player. Um Kita Bates Diop agreed to a two year deal. That's Zach's favorite player. Drew Eubanks agreed to a two-year deal. Eric Gordon agreed to a deal. Damian Lee returned on a one-year deal. Chimezi Metu agreed to a one-year deal. Josh Okoji agreed to a return on a two-year deal. Utah Watanabe agreed to a one-year deal. And then they drafted... My favorite player. (laughs) You you, you claimed him. Um, Drafted Tumani Kamara at number 52. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And then lastly, they fired Monty Williams... And hired Lakers legend Frank Vogel as their head coach. Okay, uh, how are we feeling about the this upcoming year for the uh,
1: the Phoenix Suns, boys? Big year coming up. Um, I think it's interesting that their offseason strategy was to get like a million centers. Who is was uh, Udoka, Bull, Bull, Drew, Eubanks, and Chemezi Metu? Right, all bigs and plus and right so uh to go along with Deandre Ayton. And so I think it's that to me is like the it seems like they're they're like okay, we know that we can score the ball between Beal, Booker and Durant, right? They they have a clear identity on offense. And so with getting Vogel and getting like eight billion centers, they're like we need to shore up that defense. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can, if, if that strategy is going to pay off. I don't know. That, that's what sort of jumps out to me immediately.
2: I think it's, I think it's safe to say this is probably the most talented team in the league. Um, and uh, sometimes that's all it takes. Um, I think often when these teams come together, there's some growing pains. We're talking about 2011 Heat. Um, you know, I the even even like the Katy Warriors. At least the first few games were not like out the gate killing. Um, they got blown out by the Spurs in the opening night. But you know, speaking of teams that are going to be like like the Rockets, but in a different way, are going to uh, be a lot better offensively than event than defensively. Um, I don't know that Frank Vogel is a miracle worker on that end to the extent that he needs to be for this team to be good defensively, but they could be okay. And like I said, after the finals, we might be in a different era. We might be in an era where you don't have to be top 10 on both ends of the ball in order to be a championship team. The Nuggets sure weren't, didn't matter. Their offense was unstoppable and their defense was good enough. Um, And so we very well may be looking at the Phoenix Suns uh, the same way, uh, six months or you know, eight months from now, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited to see how this works. Bradley Beal has been quietly uh, tinkering in silence as a playmaker the last few years in in Washington, and I think he's going to get the chance to be the point guard for this team. And I I I dig the idea of him getting a chance to play in the playoffs again. He loves playing in the playoffs. Um, Booker is uh, is not. Uh, shy under those lights nor is Kevin Durant Uh, and so this is going to be a team that's going to be really really dangerous and I'm excited to to see just kind of how this works um, because there's a lot of questions here but they have the talent to be the best team in the league for sure
0: yeah, I mean for me this is again a, a little bit of a captain obvious take here but to me a lot of this hinges on Deandre Ayton and how locked in he is. Um I have not been the biggest Deandre Ayton fan. I his inconsistency is super frustrating for me. The fact that in the finals against Giannis he can look as good as he did. Um I would say against Jokic has looked as good as he has on defense not, you know, not all the time but a lot of the time. And then he has these games where he just completely disappears, and I don't really understand it. I'm hoping that, you know, the the the, the person that completely unlocked him wasn't 100% Chris Paul, who is not on this team anymore, and that these this collection of guys between Beal and Booker and KD and even Eric Gordon to an extent can uh, can unlock him this year. And then I would say Frank Vogel too, right, Jay? To your point, um, I'm not sure that defensively this team has the personnel to be like a top 10 defensive team but I don't think like I I mean top I don't know 15 ish I think should be their their goal and I think is at least semi-realistic um KD is not a slouch on defense again I just talked about Aiden Booker has drastically improved in my opinion over the last few years just in terms of how locked in he is Beal eh, not great um but then there's other guys that they'll slot in, you know, at that at that fifth spot between Eric Gordon and some of the other guys that they picked up depending on what they need. If they need a little bit more offense, I think they've got uh, this team is surprisingly sort of has interchangeable pieces based on where they were cap-wise. I mean, they brought in all these Yeah, they're deep on minimum deals. On minimum deals, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. pretty pretty incredible. Here's here's my my hot Hervey question for you guys. It centers around my dude KD. Who again, I've had, you know, puts in an on and off, on and again, off again relationship with. It's been a little rocky over the years, but I think we're in a good place now. My question is Is this year KD's best remaining shot at winning a championship? So that's part one of the question. Part two would be, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but if they do win the title, how will that title be viewed for him in his career?
2: I think the answer to number one is that it is truly unknowable because you never know how many more super teams Kevin Durant can assemble. <laughs> great point. <laughs> it is one of the great anomalies, <laughs> phenomenons of the modern era is that Kevin Durant can keep. <laughs> Phenomalies. Can, <laughs> uh, can, that he can keep putting these teams together. It's, it's truly wild. So I, if this doesn't work, I think he'll be on a different one that will look just as good in two years. But, uh, but Kevin Durant, and and Luka
0: Doncic, how
2: did this happen? <laughs> Maybe Kevin Durant, Austin Reeves, and Anthony Davis. You know, there just it is. Saying. You
0: said you weren't going to talk about Austin Reeves.
2: <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that. I said I would find an organic way to okay. work him in. That's fair. That's very, very organic. Yeah. Um, number two, though how much credit can you give him? Like he was like Booker was the better player in the playoffs for them last year. Like, and if they win the championship, it it may be because he's the second best player in the team. Um, and so where does, where does that put him? I mean, he'll have three rings um, on three absolutely stacked teams. <laughs> um, uh, so it's, it's a little bit weird, but I mean, I, I think his I think his legacy is pretty set already. If you watched him play, I mean he's an incredible player. But um, I think I think the the fans are pretty set on taking away his credit at this point. And I don't think I don't know what he could do to win people over.
1: So I got to be honest. I like f- forgot for two seconds that. Katie was on a team with James Harden and Kyrie Irving, like <laughs> less than twelve months ago. Like yeah. it's, it's actually crazy to me. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that. that I like forgot that that even. It's
0: happened. so surprising that that whole situation blew
1: up. I mean, who would have? Yeah, thought I know. With it was Those like, personalities. Yeah, nobody, nobody saw that coming. I got robbed by an old lady on a motorized <laughs> scooter, and I didn't. I even guess it's see true it what they coming. say. Coming, <laughs> <laughs> and and so, I think. Is it, I mean, to, to to Jason's point with how malleable he is and how Kevin Durant can, it's weird. If he, if, if he can play with anyone, that also kind of means that he can't play with anyone, right? Where, you know, I could think like, oh, yeah, he just sort of slots in wherever. And that's exactly what he's done. He just sort of slots in wherever it is. And so is, is it the best chance? Like, ah, like, you know, I don't know. He's still he turns 35 in a couple of weeks. I know that because I'm older than Kevin Durant, which is weird. Um, but I think he's still got several years left to play. Um, and so it 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 could definitely happen. And um I'll say in terms of like how it looks, I mean, I think a lot of that like if I think that it would be no small feat for that team to come out of the West. Just because of how good the competition is, Jokic has clearly like ascended. Also, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the Jokic like drunkenly dancing in the streets of of Serbia with Aaron Gordon, Some of the but best it's summer videos. Oh, I like, live in Denver. America. I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've seen the videos. It's it's it's, it's incredible. Even with that said, right? Like Jokic is still clearly clearly the top dog in the West right now, and so if this team could beat the, the Nuggets or, or anybody else, right, coming out of it. I think, it's still, I think it's still an incredible accomplishment. And so the people who are like, blah, 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 it, it, it doesn't mean as much. Like, yeah, right now, but in 10 years when we're talking about championships, like if Katie has three or whatever, I think it, I think it's still, it still matters is, is kind of my point.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and that's that's big coming from me. Look, I've gone through a lot of personal growth over the last uh, <laughs> six, seven years after Katie tore my heart out of my chest, Indiana Jones style, and uh, yeah, it was just it was still beating. Um, I think that so. I guess my argument would be that I I, I do feel like this may be Katie's best shot at winning a, another title at sort of the peak of his powers, so to speak like could he get on a roster in a few years and be a contributing piece but not a bona fide superstar yeah potentially i just think look like the dude's injuries have increased over the last couple years when he's playing it's actually pretty incredible that he can come back from injury and basically play as if nothing ever happened to him i mean he's had some pretty serious injuries in his, his career and he's bounced back very quickly um I have high hopes for this team, man. I I I and high expectations. I think that they'll be able to hang with anybody offensively, including the Nuggets potentially, which again is is saying a lot. And um I just don't know from a defensive standpoint which teams in the West are going to be able to stop them or kind of uh hamper their abilities to score the basketball. I, I honestly can't think of any off the top of my head. I think there will be some that will be better than others, but again, it all comes down to matchups and who they end up playing in the playoffs so I think they're going to be really good I think they're going to be fun I think to your earlier point Jay there may be some growing pains initially but I think they're going to figure it out pretty quickly I think that that book Beal and Katie are all relatively malleable and I think we'll we'll uh we'll complement each other really well so that's my take for the sake of time let's go ahead and uh Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Jason for our mud pie moment of the week. We've been waiting for this. We're so excited.
2: Okay. So like any good mud pie, it's going to start with something delicious, uh, which is the FIBA World (laughs) Cup. (laughs) So good. The FIBA World Cup has been a delight. It's hosted by a fantastic low key basketball nation, in the philippines they love basketball there shout out um, to my motherland show, yeah I, what I was i was gonna shout it out i was gonna make the connection um the i think i think the u.s team is as about as likable as they've been these guys are hungry they're young but they're also very very good um uh, 2-0 so far we'll see if they can uh pull out the 3-0 against Jordan at 2.30 a.m. I was going to uh, say, nighttime. you're going to watch it tonight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm the correspondent, guys. I'm committed to this. I'll I set an I alarm. We'll tonight. See. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think that. that's how that works.
2: You know, I, uh, I'll set an alarm, and we'll see if I have snooze it or not, you know, um, or just turn it off. I can't snooze it. Anyway, um, it's been fantastic. Uh, obviously, the star of the tournament has been Austin Reeves. <laughs> There it is, and
1: there it, there it
2: is. is. There it is. <laughs> Who has been, and I say this in in no jest, the best player on the USA national team in this tournament. Uh, best player on the best team. He could be the. That's he wild. could be holding an MVP trophy for this tournament if they give one away. I'm not sure if they do. Did um, you see the
0: mural that somebody painted in LA of
2: his face? It's well, incredible. It's, it's incredible. And the so Philippines good. fans adore him because oh, they love a, they love a Laker. and he is <laughs> and, he, and he's playing with such like verve, you know, like su- such style, confidence. Um it's is incredible. We're having a great time. Uh no. <laughs> uh it's I think it's a, an a an English word taken from a French word taken from a Latin root. Uh ah, okay. Uh uh The Austin Reeves, Tyrese Halliburton, Mikel Bridges uh, burgeoning friendship is a delight for a Lakers fan to watch. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They love each other, um, but like any good mud pie, obviously at some point the delicious thing that you've eaten turns into something uh, a little more difficult to stomach. You feel the gurgling gurgling bubbles in your (laughs) tub-tub? (laughs) <laughs> the 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 mud pie candidates from this tournament, uh, one of them would be the announcers who are just boring. They're not good. yeah it's, it's really, rough. really it's tough. So rough. It's really tough. but that obviously the entire nation of France uh, real, real possibility <laughs> of, of them yeah. of the mud pie. but there's a way to actually tie, uh, Rudy Gobert's failure into a larger mud pie moment of this tournament. The mud pie moment of the FIBA World Cup uh, round group stage one goes to, and I hate to do it to him, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> 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 Ooh, okay. Talking like a true
1: Lakers fan.
2: Not only does Ru- has Rudy Gobert, their cause celebre, just uh, immolated... On the national stage again, and shown once again how terrible he is. But uh, Larry Markkinen and Jordan Clarkson's nations are a combined zero and six. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Larry Markkinen's Finns lost every game in uh, by double digits, including to Utahnabdi's Japan, which was That's the first. Tough wasn't that
0: like the first game they had won in the World Cup or something?
2: Yeah. I think it was, yeah. And,
1: and their uh, five negative two point guard hit like a huge three <laughs> over Larry Markkinen, like to Yikes. it was basically the dagger. Stuff. It was kind Stuff. of an incredible shot. I had to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then,
2: and then uh, my my real first son Jordan Clarkson um, playing for the host <laughs> nation can't get a win. Come on, man! What are we doing out here? You're playing at home. Anyway, uh, and then finally, you know, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger uh, Kessler <laughs> Regular. is having a tough time getting minutes on a USA team that doesn't have centers. Tough, tough Triple look. J, for you Triple talked. J, we
1: call him
0: Triple J a center.
2: <laughs> no, he's a he's a Tim Duncan four. That's okay, what he brilliant. is. Tim um, Duncan. Though, Tim Duncan though Paulo Paulo has done some work at center. Uh, it's It's been interesting. Um, just a tough, tough look for everyone associated with oh my God. Dan Dan Lyons, beloved Utah jazz, really bringing shame to Dan in front of Dan's <laughs> home people.
1: Uh, so tough. How dare you? How there,
2: there are a couple uh, there are a couple little sprinkles. That I'm gonna put on the mud pie of, of good things that I forgot to mention before. Sprinkles on a mud pie. New Zealand, New Zealand's team is called the Tall Blacks, which is incredible because their rugby team is called the All Blacks.
0: So good, it's, <laughs> so good. even though Stephen Adams is not
2: playing, which is
1: such a yeah, It is sad. the
2: uh, they, The broadcast, if you watch it on ESPN three, you get to hear every word of the opposing. <laughs> nations coaches uh, timeout speeches and they are profane and incredibly hilarious <laughs> I think they give them in English on purpose because they know you can listen it's fantastic <laughs> um, and then Dennis Schroeder just uh, absolutely Dennis. dominating for <laughs> my incredible for my people the Germans <laughs> the Germans uh, the, Dust the Germans, lamprex of course. <laughs> In uh, in the second game, which I think might have been against uh, Italy, no, um, was it Canada against it Canada? It? No, against no, yeah, it was it was against Australia. Yes, oh, against okay, Australia, thirty points and eight assists, which in a FIBA game is like ridiculous stats. And oh, everyone else, like a the, top
0: ten player in the NBA. Everyone else
2: on his team was terrible, and he uh, carried them to a victory over a very good Australian team. Uh, so, you know, as always, life comes with uh, some some sad moments, some some downers, but there's always a silver lining. And the silver lining is that basically outside of Utah and France, uh, the, the, the basketball is beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Utah uh,
0: Jads. The, another... the,
1: the, the France of the NBA.
0: <laughs> another, another winner of the FIBA World Cup. The Oklahoma City Thunder. True. Shea gildas Alexander playing like a friggin' yep. top five guy in the NBA, absolutely destroying
2: guys, Josh slithering Giddy through the lane
1: out too. Josh getting And who's good.
2: and who are, are they in? Uh, aren't they in the same same division as the Jazz? Just saying. You the are. Northwest <laughs> Division.
0: Northwest. That's tough. Them, tough tough look. <laughs>
2: <laughs> tough look for the Jazz. You will rue the day. You will rue the day. But looming like uh, like Michael Myers standing behind the clothing lines, <laughs> Canada, <laughs> Canada is looming, and Luka Doncic is looming. Seventy one points in two games, Man, uh, which he's so, is he's so good, really ridiculous in FIBA he's play. So, so good. it's so yeah. Watch the tournament, America. It's awesome. Yeah, don't, don't sleep tonight. Watch the
0: tournament. Yeah, <laughs> who needs way. to I sleep?
1: Need to
2: <laughs> You know who we're sleeping on? Austin Reeves and Dennis <laughs> There it is. Oh gosh.
0: Snaps for Jason. Incredible.
2: Thank you. Incredible Thank work.
0: You. Truly. Sorry, <laughs> Dan. Sorry, Chase. Chase is not
1: on, but he'll. You know, there will be one single tear that will come out of his eye. <laughs> me, and, me, and, me and Chase will go eat some baguettes and. Don't, uh, don't listen to- <laughs>
0: Everybody hurts it's And hard
2: Chase hard. is going to be there Half an hour late
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just need some quiet I just need some alone time What does Dwight say I when he's mean- in the car
2: You might say the finisher is Finished oh. <laughs> you know, Get no.
1: out of here no. Get all the way Out of here
2: I gotta take them. Take 'em while I have it. Uh, Take a bow, Jason. Take a bow. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible
0: work, incredible work. Well, gentlemen, it's been another great pod, another fire pod. We'll be back again next week, hopefully with uh, the crew, because Zach will be back in the pack. Return of the Zach. Return of the pack. (laughs) (laughs) Return of
2: the pack. (laughs) Again, (laughs) Zach. Oh, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, we have completely, we have gone completely unhinged at this point. All I'm doing is laughing, yep. and um, I need to go take a shower because I'm sweaty because it's hot in Texas. So,
2: oh, I was gonna really? say you went on a really long run. Yeah, because, because, like, well, what'd you, with you your your it. band. Say.
0: That was this morning. <laughs> Stressed the it band out real good. Went on a long, real long run. There.
2: Real, real nice. Good for you. All right, oh. dudes.
1: All right, see you, nerds. Let's hit, let's go Mis queridos, buenas
2: noches. <laughs> Muy buenas noches.
0: Bye. <laughs>